This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. The BFM Breakfast Grill, connecting you to the top people and ideas. Powered by U-Mobile. 5G makes business sense. Good morning, you're listening to The Breakfast Grill. I'm Shazana Mokhtar. Over the past 40 years, Brahims has built strong brand recognition with Malaysian travellers through their association with the national carrier Malaysia Airlines as the principal in-flight caterer since 2003. However, since 2019, Brahim's story has been one of Sudajato Nitimpetangga, or when it rains, it pours. The company fell into Practice Note 17 status in February 2019. It was hit by the pandemic in 2020. It was delisted from Bursa Malaysia in 2022. And this year, its long-running relationship with Malaysia Airlines, which accounts for more than half of its revenues, came to an end. Can Brahim survive these blows to its bottom line? Joining me today to answer this is Muhammad Fadli Abdul Rahman, CEO of Brahim's Group. Fadli, good morning and welcome to The Breakfast Grill. Yeah, good morning to BFM. Thank you for having me here. Fadli, how long have you been in the driver's seat at Brahim's? You were appointed as Chief Financial Officer in 2017, if I get that right. But your ascent to the top management position has been kind of hazy. When did you assume this role? I assumed this role since um, beginning of the 2021. Why did you take this on, knowing as you do the monumental challenges that Brahims <clears throat> is facing? In 2021, Brahims had been loss-making since 2015. Why did you take this on? Yeah, I feel that, that uh, something needs to be done to the company, right? Um, we need, we need to, 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 to make sure that Brahim can be on track again. Yeah, so that is actually my target. Okay, so you came on board with the clear intention of turning this company around. Yeah, okay? that, that is what I hope at least. Let us talk about what happened this year because Brahim's was in contract negotiations with Malaysia Airlines Group, ABG. You have been their principal in-flight caterer since 2023. It's a 20-year relationship. But if I understand correctly, it was Brahim's that first pulled the trigger to discontinue the partnership in June 2023. What were the main contentions with this new contract that you were negotiating? You know, what couldn't you agree to? Yeah, um, uh, you can see that that we are the first to pull the trigger. But the, the negotiation has been prolonged for so long, right? The, the one contentious point that we can't conclude is actually convenient termination. They can give us one month notice without any reason at all to terminate us. So what I can see from that intention, from that clause, is actually um, and maybe have their intention to do the catering on their own. So you think they were on their way out already? This was just yeah. a ploy to get you to be the one to uh, discontinue the agreement? Uh, not really. Um, they are actually uh, planning that out uh, since before that, maybe 2017, 2019. And that's a threat to Brahim's, essentially. Yeah, definitely a threat to Brahim. For for me, the, the convenient termination is actually the way for their easy way out, right? Once I'm ready, so I can I can dump you, so-called, and then I can, I can continue on with my own uh, catering. So why should I facilitate that? Even without the intention, I can't agree with that clause, right? Because of, uh, it's as good as you don't have the contract. 
At the yeah. same time, it's arguable that Brahim's has more to lose from terminating the partnership. No, Malaysia Airlines contributes over half of your annual revenues. I mean, a lot of people see this as cutting off your nose to spite your face. You don't want to give the advantage to Malaysia Airlines, but by doing so, you're losing a huge chunk of your income. What's the difference? They can conveniently terminate you. Uh, so what, what make it different as we don't continue now and didn't continue three months down the road? So from what it sounds like to me, Fadli, is that there is this complete breakdown of trust, really, between Brahim's and Malaysia Airlines to the sense that a, a termination clause <clears throat> is seen as a weapon um, <clears throat> by either side. Yeah. Unfortunately, there hasn't really been much sympathy for Brahim's point of view because you have been viewed as holding a lucrative monopoly contract for in-flight catering with MAG and you have been unable or the perception is Brahim's has been unable to live up to the high quality standards demanded by the customers. Mm. I mean, the complaints of Nasi Lemak Telanjang have mm. continued to circulate uh, for years after the initial incident. So looking <clears throat> at it from that perspective, isn't MAG justified to demand for improved food quality standards to have this termination of convenience contract if Brahim's doesn't live up to uh, the standard. Okay, um, a few issues that you have highlighted, uh, Shazana. Thank you for that. Um, number one, uh, if we are talking about um, long-term concession, 25 years, blah, blah, blah. Um, again, I, I always been consistent with what I'm saying. There is no such thing anymore as concession, right? The, the the 25 years contract has been long terminated since 2015. So there is no more concession, right? Because after 2015, the pricing has been reduced by at least 40%. So there is no such thing as, as lucrative uh, concession, no more, right? Number one. Number two, if we are talking about our performance or quality of food, right? I would like to defer that because... Malaysia Airlines is not our only customers. We have to remember that we have 35 other international airlines as our customers. Right? We give in-flight catering services to Qatar. We give uh, the same service to Emirates, uh, Turkish, uh, ANA, JL. All those are top 10 airlines in the world. So again, so you, you, you go and have your lunch by the roadside as compared you go to have uh, your lunch in the fine dining restaurant, it will be different. Uh, the pricing will be different. The so, taste will be different. So are you saying that these foreign carriers that you service, they prov they pay you more than what Malaysia Airlines pays you, which is why they get better quality food? Yes, I, I can say that. Yeah. How much more are they paying you compared to Malaysia Airlines? In okay. percentage terms, if you can't give me the exact figures. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I definitely can't give you the, the exact figure. But in percentage, FOCA, I mean, FOCA is foreign carrier. FOCA simply pay us maybe 40%, maybe 50% even. Certain product even double the price. But you don't provide the bulk of their catering, no? The contribution of your catering to these foreign airlines, it's a very small slice of what they need overall. Whereas with Malaysia Airlines, you are the principal caterer. Yep. Most of the food comes from you. Correct. And so wouldn't there be uh, cost efficiencies of uh, economies of scale that are yep. in practice because you are providing this food to Malaysia Airlines in bulk? Yeah, definitely. Um, in fact, um, on the other hand, Malaysia Airlines also should understand because we are the home-based caterer, right? The, the, the amount of work 
the amount of transaction, the services is is tremendous. Uh, it's from point A until point Z. But you are rightly spot on, whereby for foreign carriers, we, we don't provide that. But what makes it different is actually when we don't provide a full service for for the foreign carrier, it makes us more competitive because uh, this foreign carrier customer always compare us with all the other station, especially their home station. Right? So when come to this uh, Malaysia airline, as um, as what you mentioned just now, we should have economy of scale, blah, 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 everything. It, it's true. So that is where we can compromise in terms of pricing. Right? So that's why when when we signed the new catering agreement in 2015, we sort of agreed, okay, fine, you are you are the home-based catering, we are the home-based catering for you, you give us economy of scale, so we can we can compromise. Okay, so you agreed to it. So there yeah. shouldn't be an issue of the pricing isn't uh, adequate mm. or isn't sufficient for Brahims to be able to to give the quality that's yeah, but, expected. Yeah, but our expectation is over time, right? That that pricing is 2015. You can't expect the 2015 pricing still applicable in 2022. Where where is all the uh, the inflation? The 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 Price index going up. You you can't you can't find a, a, a single thing that is um, price fifty ringgit back then. Mm-hmm. Still fifty ringgit now cannot. Okay, let's talk yeah. about um, other partnerships. The relationship between Brahims and Malaysia Airlines has broken down, but it's not the first partnership that has hit the rocks for Brahims. Last year, Sats Limited disposed of its 49% stake in a joint venture they set up with you in 2016. So what happened to that? Why did Sats exit? Okay, um, our relationship with Sats has always been good, even until today, right? Uh, you see, during the partnership with SATS, we have been uh, committed to to make some profit. Right? So in 2018, SATS has voiced out that uh, in order to achieve that profit, uh, why don't we try out the formula that SATS taking over the, the pilot seat. Right? So um, I, I think at that time, all the three partners, uh, Brahim, SATS and MAB, agree to that. So we have CEO from SATS running the show. They have done whatever they can uh, do to turn around the company at that particular time, including negotiate with Malaysia Airline for the long-term contract. Mm. Because the NCA that is awarded to us since 2015 is ending 2020. So when they come into a picture 2018, the negotiation already been started. Mm-hmm. Right? The negotiation goes quite well uh, until the very end which is um, the request is actually to have again 5 plus 5. Um, but that is the thing that Malaysia Airlines could not agree. Yeah, f- um, for whatever reason, I have no privilege to that information. And then after that, the negotiation go on uh, with the potential of, of um, taking majority stake by, by SAT as well. So at that time... Um, it's almost done deal. Actually. When was this? Uh, it's before COVID, just before COVID. Okay. Yeah, 2020, something like that. Yeah, uh, within that period, right? So it's almost done deal, uh, but the, the, the pre-condition by set is actually 
um, if I were to come in, of course, I will have to invest to put in more uh, capital, expenditure, uh, working capital and everything, provided and maybe agree to 5 plus 5. And if there is no major non-compliant, it should be auto-renew. But that that, that is, uh, I mean, declined by MAB. And then uh, SAT become, uh, I mean, I can say that they, they, they are a bit frustrated uh, with that kind of decision. And then uh, they are also looking at the distressed position of Brahim uh, SAT food services at that particular time. Mm. Uh, and they are also thinking about their other investment. They have, they have more than, if I'm not mistaken, more than 60 kitchens all over the world. Right. So they have to think about their investment in Japan, in China, in in all over the world. And so they cut their <coughs> losses. Yeah. I would say that they would like to cut their losses. So they, they just exit. It's a huge hole because Sats bought into the venture for 218 million ringgit in 2016. But they divested their stake for a mere 10 million ringgit. 218 is, is um, <laughs> a bit exaggerated. 218 should be the full consideration should we achieve the profit. But the cash consideration that I have already paid is 110. Which, yeah. in any case, they only paid back uh, or they paid 10 million ringgit yeah, but for, because, the, for their stake. Uh, so if I may explain, uh, the background of it, of course, um, the real transaction happening is, is only 10 million. But at, at the background... Uh, we do owe them, they do owe us in some other transaction. So uh, the, the, the finance, financial calculation is actually, at the end of the day, we just have to pay them $10 million, right? So a lot of things still happening in the background. I'm speaking to Muhammad Fadli Abdurrahman, CEO of Brahim's Group. When we come back, how is Brahim's filling the gap in its revenues? Stay tuned, BFM 89.9. You are listening to The Breakfast Grill, brought to you by U-Mobile. 5G makes business sense. Thanks for staying tuned to The Breakfast Grill. I'm Shazana Mokhtar and with me today is Mohammad Fadli Abdul Rahman, the CEO of Brahim's Group. Now, earlier on, we were talking about the collapse of the relationship between Brahim's and also Malaysia Aviation Group. I want to turn our attention now to the other foreign carriers that Brahim's continues to service. You still provide in-flight catering for 35 foreign airlines. From what I understand, you have a maximum capacity of 50 to 90,000 meals per day. I've heard 50,000 I've heard 90,000 from the chairman. So how many meals do these foreign carriers account for? Uh, our maximum capacity that we have tested out is actually 62,000, right? Okay. Um, the, the, the facility, uh, when we do the, the engineering calculation, we can go max up until 70,000 meal per day, right? Um, Pre-COVID, the average number of meal is 55,000 meal per day. Malaysia Airlines accounts for about 28,000 and foreign carrier accounts for 27,000. Uh, so that is how... Uh, Quite 50-50 essentially. Yeah, yeah. As at now, foreign carrier has um, the, the, the one that active currently contribute about almost 12,000 mil per day, right? Uh, so they, they are still uh, not even a middle way, mm. right? Not, not even half. 
So yeah, that, that's the number. Okay, so that's where it stands. Tell me, Fadli, how are you planning to close that gap? Uh, Malaysia Airlines, during the peak, was uh, 28,000 meals per day. Um, you have 35 other airlines uh, filling in the other half of 27,000 meals per day in pre-pandemic times. What what happens? Are you, do you need to find another thirty five airlines then to fill in uh, to get to that level? <laughs> not not necessarily. You see, we 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 don't really necessarily fill up the gap for revenue, right? Of course, so many other things can be done. Um, like for example, um, back then pre COVID, our rental is super high, right? But as at now, when we direct nego with uh, the government, right? Uh, our contract, our rental is direct lease from the Ministry of Finance, our rental, we, we cut into half, right? Um, so that is already a saving. Another one that is something major is actually, um, before this, we our chill water that flow into the building is actually generated or, or cooling down by the gas, right? Uh, we, we got the supply from Gas District Cooling, GDC, uh, subsidy of Petronas. <clears throat> But as said now, we are getting that um, chill water from CES, right? uh, the subsidiary of TNB. They will not use gas anymore. They will use uh, electric. So that is actually another 50% of the cost uh, saving. Okay. Right? Um, so a lot of saving. In fact, if you talk about another big ticket, uh, the staffing. Pre-COVID, we have more than 1,300 staff, right? As at now, uh, we, uh, I mean, should we, uh, I mean, plan to cater to the 27,000 foreign carrier, uh, we don't need 1,300 staff, right? We just need less than half, right? Because you see, as as the, the, the earlier session that we discussed, Malaysia Airlines is actually... Uh, we are the home-based catering for Malaysia Airlines. So a lot of activities that we are doing for them, right? Like general store, bonded store, uh, sorting their blankets, sorting their ear food, all, all those. We don't need to do that for foreign carrier, right? So the, the, the equation is not 1,300 divided by two, no, right? It's more than that, right? Uh, Malaysia Airlines um, portion is bigger. <clears throat> so we can just run the company, um, with about 600 to 700 staff. That's 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 more than enough. Right? Okay, so you're saying that you have managed to make these cost cuts so that you don't need to get to the level of 55,000 meals per day. If we get to the 55,000 meals per day, it's a bonus. It's, it's definitely a bonus. But we don't have to fill up the gap one-to-one. Right? That, was, so that is what I'm trying to say. <clears throat> Let's talk about your PN17 status. You were delisted from Bursa Malaysia in June last year after three years uh, under PN17. I mean, what happened? How come you couldn't turn the company around? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the the COVID make it worse, actually. Mm. Right? Um, for you to exit PN17, you required to have a very healthy cash flow, uh, good uh, equity, uh, shareholders fund and everything, right? Uh, it is impossible for us to achieve all those uh, required by Bursa mm. while we are in the COVID-19. Uh, we, we have no business. From 55,000 mil dropped to 200 over mil. So you don't have re- revenue generated. Definitely you don't have profit. So it won't help your equity. Right? Uh, it won't help your, your, your net asset. That is actually 
impossible mission. Okay. Because of COVID, there was no way you could have uh, come up with the regularization plan. No way. Why didn't the regulators extend it then? Surely you could have explained this to the regulators. Why were they not convinced? Yeah, uh, we did discuss this at, at our board of directors level in, in Brahim Holding Berhad. Uh, at the end of the day, um, sustaining the business right, uh, versus maintaining the listing status uh, is something that you have to decide uh, because both require tremendous resources. Being delisted does not mean end of the world. No. You are still a public company. Uh, I mean, I still have, Brahim Holdings still have 4,000 over shareholders. Right? And with those, the company is still existent, is still uh, function. Right? So the delisting was just a choice that you made regardless yeah, of whether you, you you're see, listed the, or not? The, the, the purpose of you have a listing status is actually in setting up the company, you definitely have a requirement for fund, right? And to have access to this funding, most of a company always look at the shareholders or bank, financial institute, institute or public. So with that kind of distress, uh, public also don't have confidence to invest in you. So why you need to maintain that status? Okay. <laughs> Basically, Brahim's is in a deep enough hole that Correct. what is delisting yeah. anyway? Anyway, yeah. You mentioned that um, you, the board took the decision that sustaining the business was more important than staying listed. Yeah. But you do have an outstanding loan with OCBC Islamic Bank and the bank has demanded a settlement of nearly 80 million ringgit. Auditors have warned that this does impact your ability to operate as a going concern. Can Brahim survive this? The OCBC outstanding, um, I think, uh, is something that we are currently negotiating with the bank. Right? You've been uh, negotiating for two, three years now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and bank has been very accommodative. Right? Um, they are very supportive. They understand the situation. Uh, but of course, they, they give us healthy pressure right, to, to work towards that. Um, we are negotiating with the bank. Uh, there are some indulgence given to us, some um, uh, extension of times, EOT given. Um, How long are they giving you? Because patience isn't infinite, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, um, we have to. I mean, we have to give them regular updates. We have to to provide them with what happening, uh, the numbers and everything uh, on the on the monthly basis. Unfortunately, I cannot reveal the detail, right, uh, to the very detail of this currently negotiate, uh, negotiation. Uh, but what I can tell, we are negotiating with the bank and bank is, has been very accommodative. Uh, hopefully, we can resolve all this um, outstanding with the bank within the, this month. All right, Fadli. Now, despite the termination of your in-flight catering contract with Malaysia Airlines, you still have a connection because they still do have 30% stake in Brahim's food services. You hold 70% stake. Um, Deloitte Malaysia has valued your 70% stake at some 129 million ringgit. Would you be willing to let go of it? I cannot comment on the Deloitte valuation because that is supposed to be a private and confidential numbers between uh, Deloitte, Malaysia Airlines and Brahim, right? I, I don't know how come public get to that numbers. Uh, but the the numbers is actually something that is um, supposed to be negotiated between Brahim and Malaysia Airlines because they have the intention 
to buy the 70% stake. Has Malaysia Airlines made the offer? Uh, at this moment, not yet. Not yet. Um, um, I, I don't know uh, what is next, actually. Um, but they have the intention. That is one thing for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but at this moment, we also have few other suitors. Who are those suitors? I can't reveal, unfortunately. <laughs> are they from the aviation sector? Uh, yes and no. Yeah, so more than have, one suitor? Yes, more than one. All right. And how are those talks progressing? Do you see do you see Brahim's giving up at 70% stake at some point? Is that the end goal? It really depends on uh, the business itself, right? Um, as at now, our our top priority, as, as what you mentioned just now, is actually to resolve with the bank, right? Because bank is super critical. Uh, we want to honor what we committed with them. So that is the first step, right? Because the 70%, that is, that is um, intention by MAB to, to buy that out, is still, I think it's still long shot. Right? Um, with the suitors, with the other suitors, um, still in the negotiation, uh, it really depends on what we want and what they want. Fadli, thank you very much for speaking to me and best of luck to Brahims. Thank you so much. Uh, I've been speaking to Mohammad Fadli Abdul Rahman, CEO of Brahims Group. This has been the Breakfast Grill on BFM 89.9. The BFM Breakfast Grill, brought to you by U Mobile. 5G makes business sense. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.